Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. With great power comes great responsibility. I need to set the scene, and from the noise you've just made, you know that that noise. Yeah, I fa- I'd made that noise the exact that exact noise the other night because you know what I mean? it's like it was thirty one degrees the other day, right? Yeah, which is like, mad hot, mad hot. But, like we love for Britain, that's that's ridiculously hot. Like when I breathe in, it was hot. Yeah, I yeah. felt like it was just like I breathing in exhaust fumes, and but I passed out about six o'clock because of the heat. Literally after we'd finished playing. Um, but fallout. I passed. I honestly just my vision was fading. I was like, "This is it. This is my life done." I passed out, and I woke up, and I'd, I put on a a podca- podcast, the HP Lovecraft literary podcast that reads out the story. So it's creepy as fuck. Um, I'd left that on, and it had been running for six hours, just constantly going, and the same part kept waking me. Meanwhile, me just... these guys are looking at the numbers, like Jesus Christ, it's it's going up. <laughs> yeah, it's, but there's a there's a audio trail in it it's like a, a warboard scream like an ident they use to move on to the next section and that kept waking me up every honestly every 10 minutes when it went off like for six hours and i didn't i just didn't clock so um i turned it off and i kept hearing the scream and it was my cat up the garden so i went fuck this i'm bringing his ass in um run up the garden picked him up he's fat and hairy but um there was loads of slugs on the floor that i didn't notice was it was it big man wayne no, Dwayne's oh, no. dead. Oh, God, he is. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I forgot about <laughs> Charlie's not fat. Charlie, he's, he's husky. He's a big boy now. He is husky. Um, so I picked him up and I come back down the garden with him in my like my arms. But there's loads of slugs on the path here. Yeah? And it's pitch black. Oh, God, mate. And I'm barefoot. Right. Oh, God. So I stepped on one and I made that exact <laughs> noise. <laughs> And I thought, I can't get him off my foot, so I've got to hop. Oh, we, with a cat down. in one hand. Yeah, so I've got to hop down the garden and with a cat in one hand. Yes, and I've got a slug in my cold up foot trying to keep him alive. Ah. Right. But as you know, if you hop, you are using your other foot full force, right? No. Yes. So I've <laughs> hopped and I've just come straight down on another one of the bastards. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> And I'm right at the top of my garden. It's a, it's honestly like thirty second walk, and it took me ten fucking minutes to get down there. <laughs> mate, you, mate, you could have just used the slug like snail trail to just skate down to the garden. It would have been all right. It was, an, it was an extremely apocalyptic, um, apocalyptic night. So uh, the moral of this story is: don't fall asleep whilst listening to the Call of Cthulhu shit. Cthulhu, whatever. Welcome to Swinging Through Spider Man. By the way, it's a uh, it's a Spider Man podcast. I'm James Rush. Hey, you also That's... shouldn't fall asleep listening to. No, we shouldn't fall asleep listening to this because you are going for one hell of a journey. I mean, if you left number one on, went to sleep, and you were suddenly at like what 44, 45? Yeah, you'd wake, like... you'd wake up and be like, "What the fuck's happened? Why do I want KFC?" <laughs> It's a deep cut, Brad. We haven't seen Doc Ock in a while, but of course that's Bradley Hughes. Each week, we're novices, by the way. We're Spider-Man novices, so each week 
we read through a Spider-Man comic issue for the very first time. We uh, we know oh, we love we, Spider-Man. We say, we say we're Spider-Man novices, but we've we've watched the animated series as kids. We, yeah. we watched the, the the rude boy Tobey Maguire take the mantle, and then the less rude boy um, Andrew Andy Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. And now tonight, uh, the night of recording this, I'm going to go see Rude Boy. Uh, what's his name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland in Far From Home. God, I'm really excited for it. No, I mean, I can't wait to see it myself. Um, finally caught up with Into the Spider-Verse, which is fantastic. Ah, so beautiful. But yeah, we're Spider-Man, Spider-Man novices in the sense that our experience of Spider-Man is very different from the usual experience of Spider-Man. You know, we weren't reading it. We weren't reading the comics. It was just films. No, oh, DC, films and DC boys. Yeah, I guess it, I mean, there's a lot of people who just, you know, play the video games and watch the movies and that's how they get into it. It's probably the modern way of getting into it, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but for the target audience and the people who are listening, they read the comics and probably from the get-go, um, as we know. And we did actually have one review I wanted to get into before we got into things. It was a five-star review, actually. And they said, you're doing a fantastic job, but um, please correct the art credits. And I was like, what fucking art credits are you on about, mate? It's John Romita. Brad, John Romita hasn't drawn a Spider-Man comic in seven odd issues. This isn't John Romita. John Romita is still amazing parts. Uh, he's still a big part of Spider-Man, and he still will do it. He'll jump in and in and out and in and out. Um, and he did do a long run since when Steve Ditko finished. But this, uh, it's penciled by Don Heck. It's inked by Mike Esposito. This uh. specific kind of book. And uh, so it, the team has been a different for a while. So I do apologize right there. Thank you for leaving the five-star review, by the way, before adding the criticism. <laughs> you know the what? We, we, take, we take the criticism because it it's makes right. us learn. It's it right. makes us better people. Well, I'd assumed, I just assumed it was um, Drummer Meter Senior. Well, you have been doing everything. They credit the artist like, right on the cover, don't they? So Yeah, and I think they have. But Drummer Meter is still credited and... Yeah, because he must do the outlines or art outlines and go, here you go. Or he must be involved somehow. Yeah. Okay, and no, his no, name's no, still there. I'm looking at the, the cover of, of this, this week's issue and it does literally say John Romero. Yeah. I mean, they aren't really credited massively. I guess we'll keep looking out for him. Make sure we do right by the people who made these comic books because it wasn't just Stanley, It wasn't oh, just Steve Dicko. It was a team. Um, so actually really glad that was flagged up because we'd have carried on for ages honestly about another 60 issues just saying it was him hmm. i'm actually quite interested in finding out who inked the uh spectacular spider-man magazine was that john romita or was it someone else shall we have that shall we get that shall we clear that on on air right now because the spectacular spider-man magazine of course is what we read um a few weeks ago it's a massive uh kind of diversion from the amazing spider-man but oh, I it's to so see... beautifully drawn Oh my god! Yeah, it was the, almost like Japanese inspired, wasn't it? It was yeah, John yeah. Romita. John Romita penciled it, and it was inked by a man called Jim Mooney. Ah, okay. Pour one out for Jim Mooney because he's the unsung hero of that magazine. Yeah, it was a it was a fresh look, uh, real, real fresh. But today, Brad, we're uh, of course talking Amazing Spider-Man, and we're at Amazing Spider-Man issue sixty-four, where we left off, of course was the Vulture, the famous Spider-Man villain. He's in a Spider-Man Homecoming, of course, played by Michael Keaton, who also played Bruce Wayne uh, in that Batman film. And he's also, was he Beetlejuice? 
He was Beetlejuice. He was also Birdman. And the man um, who invented McDonald's. Ray Kroc. In that uh, McDonald's film. The McDonald's expanded universe. I didn't know that was a thing. I genuinely didn't know that was a thing. And that's that's rock my world. No, there isn't a McDonald's expanded universe, but it would be good if they made a Ronald McDonald origin story. <laughs> that's a police coming for me, taking me down because my take's too hot. <laughs> that's that's a fi- there's a fire service, mate. That'll oh, put you out. <laughs> but uh, no, we are back with the amazing Spider-Man. The Vulture is back. He was dead, but now he's not. And he broke a man out of prison just to batter him. So he broke the second Vulture, Blackie Drago, out of prison just to take him down in front of everyone to prove he was the real and strongest vulture. What did you make of that when he broke uh, Blackie out of prison? When he when he when he broke Blackie out of prison, I was like, oh shit, two vultures, man. This is double trouble. Because if I remember correctly, Spider Man already had he's, he's had his ups and downs with Agent Tombs, and then when Blackie came on the scene, he also had his problems with him. And then we know that Spider Man's injured in the last issue as well, wasn't he? He uh, felt awkwardly on his shoulder. That signature move. Yeah, he talks um, in his head to avoid major head trauma and ends up breaking his shoulder. I mean, oh, yeah, take the, just take the other injury, but still. I'd, if I was him, I'd just rather not take any any L's whatsoever. But um, yeah, good issue so far. Uh, I thought it's a it's a bold move for Agent Tombs to be literally like say, "Look, Black here, I didn't break you out because I need a partner. I broke you out because I'm gonna fucking kick your ass." And he did. Strong as fuck, man. Not, not Jargo, yeah. If, 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 I, if I remember correctly, last issue, um, whilst they were having the kerfuffle, Spider Man was sort of sitting on the edge of the on the edge of the skirmish, sort of a la Apex Legend style, just like I'm going to pick off the winner. But Ooh. they also got um, there's a small child on, on, a, on a balcony. The guy involved, and Spider Man was like, "Oh shit, I got I got got to jump in now." And as soon as he did that, Agent Tombs just switched. Gave 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 Blackie that big punch and then it was just like right Spider Man's onto you now. It's not happy. Not happy. At we all, weren't right? happy at all with that. But uh, Adrian Toomes is really showing his worth by taking it to a younger, fitter vulture and kicking his ass. Now turning on Spider Man, ready to kick his ass. It's, it's that unbridled anger cure, cures cancer and kicks ass. As we said in the last issue, because the vulture died. He definitely died. He 100% died. <laughs> and then it was revealed, no, on his deathbed, he was so angry at the fact that Blackie Drago fucked him over. So angry that it cured his terminal illness. Uh, so bad, it's good. So, Brad, with issue 64 of The Amazing Spider-Man, we start where we left off, if you want to jump in. Oh, mate, you know I always want to dive in. So we start off with Spider-Man standing on top of what looks like a chimney stack, holding his shoulder because he's injured, and the vulture is kind of diving at him. Yeah, you just see the silhouette of the, uh, the yeah. vulture. Uh, not the silhouette, it's a, it's a straub shadow, isn't it? It's, uh... Yeah, the vulture's closing in. Mm. It's not good. A crowd is watching, including J. Jonah Jameson, who is fucking furious. Oh, I forgot about this because he was literally like... You know that bit where Batman like turns around to Jim Gordon, he's just like, "Don't worry, I'll get him." And Jim Gordon looks away and looks back, and he's fucking gone. Yeah, like JJ did that with Peter Parker, and he's just like, "This shit's happening in front of my face, and there is not a photographer." Well, he's saying the the battle of the century is about to begin right here. 
and I don't have anyone to cover it. It's so like he's chewing that cigar as hard as he possibly can. Oh yeah, chewing it right down. But does no? There is no photographer about. They're all on payroll. They're all right. They're all out, and he can't believe why. Why have I got this look? And I'm thinking it's because you treat your freelancers like shit. The gig economy doesn't repay <laughs> this. <laughs> I hope they've got. I hope they've gone on a strike like the Uber drivers. Just like no photographers on on JJ's payroll are working today. I mean, yes and no. Like you wasn't involved in that traffic in town when there was just like. Just honking. <laughs> Mate, just, he's blocking up every single junction for no fucking reason, man. I'm on a it was very funny. Me an extra two hours to get home. What the It was fuck? very funny. Meanwhile, you're, you're, just, you're just there fucking listening to your fucking Cthulhu fucking podcast on a train. Just like... No, I was. I did get a, uh, a taxi home and it was like, oh, I am in a strike today, sir. And I'm like, Okay, just sat in the taxi for an extra hour. <laughs> Did you be like, I'll give you a tip if you don't go into said strike? You couldn't help it. When you're in the strike, you're in the strike, man. I ain't no scat. <laughs> but uh, uh, Joe Robertson, who is the city editor, I believe, at the Daily Bugle, he uh, he finds a photographer, brings him to the rooftop. Oh, the gang are all there. This guy's a scab. Oh, yeah, he's 100% scab. Well, I hope that he's. Uh, I hope that he has some some kind of vengeance coming. This photographer for working on a, you know, he's he's just invalidating the positions of the other photographers who are bullied and harassed by Jameson. <laughs> he's just like, I'll do it for you, sir. I'll do it cheaper. There's all those fucking designers out there that are like, I'll do it for free because I need portfolio work. Fucking make my life hell. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. But, um, J.J. Jameson, he's got his man taking photos already. Literally the second he, he gets to the rooftop. He's got one of the big boy cameras out as well, you know, the ones that the, that the ball pops when it goes off. He's ready with that zoom lens. That fit. He, Hey, we have just so happy to get this photographer who was on the rooftops already wearing a, a, a trench coat with a... 50 times zoom camera lens. I yeah, bet. I, I wasn't doing anything suspicious, sir. It's the Bugle's higher camera. Robertson's just went, fucking Ned, can you put on a trench coat and a hat and pretend you know how to take photos just for Put 10 on Patchy's mask. Put on <laughs> Patchy's mask. It's still in that drawer over there. Let's just put on this sweaty mask uh, in uh, old Fred Foswell. Long rest. Pull one Long out, rest yeah, pull one out. Let's uh, just take that mask out of his desk, slap it on, pretend you know how to take photos. We'll call it a quick 10 minutes. Here's 50 bucks. Job done. Job done. It's probably more than JJ would pay the bloody photographer. I was about to say, 50 bucks a lot of money in, what was this, 1968? $50 in 1968. Just for inflation. Carry on. We need to know. Inflation is important. Uh... $50 in... Calculate the inflation. The inflation calculator is not doing what it says on the tin. It's uh, $360, Brad. That's a decent day rate, my friend. That's all right. It's not even a day rate. It's 10 minutes fucking work. Yeah, you can put his feet up, man. You can just go go, go to the nearest Starbucks and be like, ah, job well done. <laughs> Actually, tell a lie. Photographers, you may see them only do 10 minutes of work, but once they get back into that dark room, Ooh, 
whole whole different kettle of fish there. I ask you this, faithful listeners, does any other Spider-Man podcast spend 10 minutes talking <laughs> about photography freelance rights? 10 long minutes. 10 extremely long minutes full of grueling ad- admin and invalid personal hey, experiences. Hey, hey, hey. We know that there are... Sp- that there are Spider-Man podcasts out there like, you know, Untold Spider Talks and that, like, they're steak. They are the steak of the Spider-Man podcasts. Where are your humble Big Mac? We yeah, you mean you've got Amazing Spider Talks, you, you know, you've got Sp- Spider-Man Rewind, you've got you've got a lot of good, you've got Screw It Comics and they, they finished Spider-Man, they're done with Spider-Man, doing the Fantastic Four, they do him as well. Doing it, they're doing it all over. You will not get this kind of quality content, this would, <laughs> this kind of time wasted anywhere else. We're on. We're not even on page two of the comic. Let's 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 face it. If you listen to our podcast, you have all the fucking time in the world, my friend. <laughs> you have far too much time on your hands, and we very we do appreciate that. Unlike us, let's steam ahead. Yeah. So the vulture is actually um, this is the longest dive in the history of humanity still going down at, at Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like crouched on that, that he's, chimney He's stack. right damsel in distressing, isn't he? He's like lying on the side, like holding his other arm, just like, oh no! So Spider-Man's on this chimney stack in the exact pose shown by Rose in Titanic when she asked yes. Jack to paint her <laughs> like one of the French girls. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine like, imagine the same painting, right? Excellent titties out and everything. But just with a Spider-Man mask on. That's far too erotic for this podcast. <laughs> Not erotic enough, I'd say. We need more eroticism. <laughs> so as the vulture's slim, like latex-covered figure. We all right, all right. Wings. No, no, back up. Back up. Okay. <laughs> undo. Undo control Z. Speaking of Spider-Man, rewind. There we go. Fucking weeks. <laughs> Delete that bit. Um, but the vulture's jumping down. He realizes that Spider-Man's injured. He sees Spider-Man actually holding his arm, crying, and you can probably hear him crying. His little whimpers. <laughs> Why does everyone hate me? <laughs> and here's the thing: the vulture, the vulture knows he's going to kill Spider-Man. Could you imagine how hard his cock is right now? Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, now. <laughs> Agent Troops. He just, he just took out Blacker. Right. He. He just come back. He beat cancer. Like he literally cancer. Cancer zero. Agent Tombs one. I've killed cancer. <laughs> but I love these camel cigarettes. I've beat Blackie Drago, and I'm gonna kill Spider Man. Oh, I'm so hot right now. <laughs> it's the first time <laughs> in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> to much to his disappointment he's gonna land and it's just the turbulence that was holding it up oh, the <laughs> <laughs> oh we are definitely the big mac of spider-man podcast yeah you want to digest this quick it's gonna hurt <laughs> that's what adrian said <laughs> so spider-man spider-man's doing the best job he can of holding off the vulture what happens when you punch an old flowing man brad it's because when you hit them they are surrounded by a cushion of air so any body blow it's just there's an air cushion around him. Damn. He's not going anywhere. There's no momentum. He just takes it. I didn't even think about that, man. This is the thing about these Spider-Man comics is they'll do some wacky, insane shit and then they'll hit you with some straight up science. Yeah, because if he's flying and you punch him really hard in the stomach, it's more like a push because 
the moment he's carried with it. That makes sense. But he can't do anything. He can't do anything. Especially not with his shoulder in the way it is as well. Yeah, Spider-Man needs to kick his ass, but uh, it's not happening. He does go for the big punches. He's like, I'm going to fucking, I've got to take out one bomb. And he can't because the Vulture's got, Vulture's got a massive cushion of air just protecting, just bouncing around. Um, but the Vulture comes in hard and he just kicks Spider-Man straight off that fucking chimney. Yeah, he just completely explodes the chimney with double double kick. But he turns around and Spider-Man's gone. Oh, that's the problem when you're flying through the air. You can't lose your momentum. Yeah, because he's got to kind of sweep back around and he just turns around and sees the chimney stack. He's like, I know I was old, but I... I swear Spider-Man was right there. <laughs> <laughs> takes off his glasses and just like, re, re, like you know, the, uh, the wipe it with the T-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, of course, Spider-Man has to use his wits. So he's taken that opportunity to hide on the side of the uh, that chimney stack that the Vulture's kicked through. So the Vulture comes back around looking for him and Spider-Man just grabs him. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to say, this is the most spider-like power that Spider-Man's ever actually had. To literally just be like smacked with a big roll of newspaper, <laughs> fucking disappearing. I'm just gonna disappear round the same object, just 90 degree round the corner. <laughs> but yeah, he grabs the vulture as the vulture comes back round, and he's like, "I've got you fucking now." What we have to remember is Spider-Man has one arm, and his grip is gonna be really weak because he's trying to hold onto the side of the chimney stack. Yeah, these feet can only do so much. So the vulture just hits him in the head, and just. It sort of like, does that, like, uh, you know when Anakin ex- executes uh, <laughs> Count Dooku? <laughs> <laughs> like, one from each side. <laughs> Count Dooku is the most underrated Star Wars character. Mate, Giza had so much class. He had swag. Swag goo, man. Just dripping in it, man. Tell me that curved lightsaber as well. Twice the pride, double the fall. Mate, That's is exactly what he says. Fucking speeds. There was literally a Bentler. It was like a star Bentler. I, I did the fucking. I'll fight anyone. That was a Bentler. And he just turned up randomly in the second Star Wars film. Yeah, when, he didn't. Oh, just him. he's a leader now. And then he was in the third one for ten minutes. It was just like it's fucking Christopher Lee, man. He doesn't need any introduction. It's a Christopher Lee, isn't it? Yeah, it's very much Christopher Lee. Saruman, man. Yeah, so Spider-Man gets that old uh, Count Dooku move. Do you know what? The Vulture does look like if Count Dooku went full, like, a white supremacist. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like if Count Dooku was, like, voting for BMP. Yeah, like, full on, yeah, I yeah. do not want nothing to do with anyone else except me. Full on, shaving his head. I'd just say shave his head and he hates everyone else. We'll go with that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, to it's to no avail, man. Spider-Man doesn't have that grip. Vulture hits him. Game back on. Spider-Man realizes he's in a bit of trouble, right? So he's got that one last trick. He's like, I know my punches aren't hurting. I've got no grip. I've just got to kind of roll with this fight and see where I end up. Well, yeah, that's you've it. You've got no other choice. But the thing is, actually, thinking back to every time that Spider-Man's versed the Vulture, Every single time, Spider-Man's essentially just been like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if I go up with you, like, if I take you down to the fucking floor, I'll be happy. Like, every time, he's just like, <laughs> kill us both. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what he's going for because it, he's got no other hope. His punches aren't landing. 
he can't even get like, the drop on the vulture. Nah, like, this is got it. Dead to ropes, man. But there's the... only there's only so many ninety degree turn- corners that you can turn on that chimney before the vulture's gonna know where you are. Yeah, he's just got that like, two two rolls of newspaper now. He's he's a Kimbo. <laughs> man's man's reach for the raid. <laughs> But Spider-Man goes up in the air with him. The Vulture, unfortunately, is a much more powerful and a much more adept supervillain than the last time we met. He's got much better control over his wings. He really doesn't care that Spider-Man's hanging on him. Yeah, not at all. Like I said, I I believe that the wings that Vulture has made this time round are they would be better. Yeah, it seems like they're like mechanically assisted, isn't it? Like it's like an exoskeleton almost. Hmm. But Spider-Man hangs on him, and the Vulture really doesn't care, and he starts just swinging Spider-Man around. <laughs> yeah, there we go. On the opposite rooftop, of course, is Joe Robertson, J. Jonah Jameson, and the poor freelancer who is running out of film plates. Um, Jameson can't believe this, but uh, unfortunately, heading directly at them, a, uh, a sight which makes Jameson lose his cigar, which is obviously the most precious item in the world to him. <laughs> Uh, so no, that, my precious nicotine! That proves how shocking this is. It's the Vulture heading directly for him, swinging Spider-Man right through him like a wrecking ball. Yeah, in tow, man. <laughs> they have literally no hope. And Spider-Man's just screaming at him, going, you need to get off the fucking roof because I can't move. <laughs> Could you imagine that one arm just flopping about in the breeze? <laughs> like, it is like the baseball bat, isn't it? That's what he does. He just breaks. It's just like a weapon. <laughs> I mean, this is this is solid work by Adrian Toomes here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he's going to take out the camera crew, take out the bugle, and kill Spider-Man. He's going to use Spider-Man as a weapon of mass destruction here. Like, like, like Spider-Man needs any help in being a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> what I actually notice here is Joe Robertson actually catches on to the fact that Spider-Man calls him by name. Oh, shit. Oh, he says, Spider-Man called us by name, so he is he someone I know? Meanwhile, you're literally getting a human being flung at you. That's not, <laughs> that's not the same thinking that, you, that you're going to have going through your head. Yeah, he's got, he, Spider-Man gets flung at them and hits them. Uh, the photographer disappears. Jameson just is adamant that it's Spider-Man doing all this. Is he fucking blind? He says Spider-Man tried to kill me. Well, he does say Spider-Man tried to kill him. How did you get so delusional? (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's been radicalised by like an anti-Spider-Man website. Oh, yeah, definitely. He is the anti-Spider-Man website. It's like he accidentally clicked turn notifications on on a Twitter feed he wasn't meant to. (laughs) He's like, do you know that guy in the Louis Fru documentary that goes to the Westboro Baptist Church to make a documentary and he ends up becoming one of them? I have not seen that one, no. Dude, the guy, he's like, I fucking, he starts off, he's like, I fucking hate them and I want to make a documentary. Those, they, they pick at the funerals, you know, that that weird kind of cult thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they've got a house opposite them, which is literally painted rainbow colours. Yeah, so a guy went to make a documentary on them and he, they, he ended up getting radicalised by him. <laughs> That's so bad. Literally J. Jonah Jameson. Who's it, like he honestly fully believes that Spider Man's just kind of drop kicked him using the vulture. 
He just he's, he literally would believe anything. He's like he's the kind of guy that it's like literally like R forward slash theorists. <laughs> did you know that did you know that nine eleven was an inside job by Obama and the aliens? Jet fuel can't make them out to steal Jonas. <laughs> Jet fuel can't can't melt his his hatred for Spider Man. You can't you you can't fuse that. But uh, Adrian Toomes anger can. So Adrian Toomes flies past and he kicks a billboard that collapses onto Jameson and uh, Man, Robertson. Adrian's just being a dick right now. I mean, no regard for life. Literally not. Absolutely no no regard for life. Um, hits that billboard which crumbles on top of uh, Jameson and Robertson. It's Robertson that actually moves in and saves Jameson, pushes him out of the way. He takes a full blow of it and he's he's down. Oh, you know he's looking for that raise. But Jameson, like, he gets on with Robertson. Like, fully gets on with him. Yeah, yeah like, of course. You're, you're hurt. And then he turns and he's like, to Spider-Man, he's like, you fucking did this. You fucking did this. And then he starts marching at Spider-Man saying, you've hurt Robbie. You've hurt Robertson. I'll never, I'm never you're gonna hurt the only man I've ever loved. Uh, I mean, what? <laughs> and Spider-Man has a monologue, full monologue here. It's to himself, Jameson is so consumed by his hatred for me that he even distorts what he sees with his own eyes. And I'm thinking, duh. Little <laughs> <laughs> Billy Eilish, just like, duh. Well, <laughs> Jameson's just flinging fists. And Spider-Man just says, just insults him. And this isn't the time. His mate is down on the ground. I, think, I don't think Spider-Man can actually help you. I think he has like quip Tourette's. And Robertson says, JJ, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> so this is his friend potentially dying, and Spider-Man just goes for the quips. But he says, oh yeah, you better call him an ambulance than wasting your, your threats on me, flathead. And uh, I was just thinking... Yeah, he's got a point. Very cruel. <laughs> very, very cruel. I feel like Spider-Man, he's got like dice that he rolls, and it's just like... What should I call him today? <laughs> ah, flathead. <laughs> Flathead's really quite funny, actually, isn't it? I do, what you, I do quite like Flathead. What would you call Jameson? Uh, Tosh Monster. Is that Tash Monster? Yeah. Tosh Monster. Tosh Monster. Mate, name two more people in history that have had that moustache. I'm going to give you one, Charlie Chaplin. You can You can fill in the blank. I was trying to think of someone else. You can't. I really was trying to think of someone else. <laughs> I can't. It's an evil moustache. It is an evil moustache. It harbours harbors energy, mate. Jameson's not and, evil, though. No, but the problem is, is that this is this is 68, mate. He, <laughs> he should know. He should know better. <laughs> well, he's so angry at Spider-Man, but not angry for his own mistakes, like having a moustache that one of, the, like, one of the people we can genuinely call evil. <laughs> genuinely well Jameson isn't happy mate and he moves in on Spider-Man he actually moves in on him fucking grabs Spider-Man and says to the Vulture I'm holding him still for you finish him off Jameson's a dickhead great icon. <laughs> but Spider-Man tries to reason with him and I'm thinking why is he going to listen now 
Like, because you can smell him. Like, he's that close, <laughs> man. <laughs> he could smell his Just imagine that, clothes. that fucking nicotine breath down your throat nicotine, as well. Nicotine, and there's bourbon at the back of it. You can smell the bourbon from the back of the throat. The clothes Sp- are soiled. Spider-Man's, like, soiled, sweaty, like, nastiness. <laughs> you can smell it. You can smell it all. And, uh, Oh, JJ's got him in quite the lock and Spider-Man tries to reason with him. Luckily, the vulture misses. And Spider-Man just judo throws Jameson to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> just enough, enough of that, mate. And then Jameson gets up and just starts screaming at him saying, you're finished. It's over. James- fucking Spider-Man just webs him to the, to the ground. Just hits him with that facial, man. For his own safety. <laughs> No, he's a menace. Like, if anyone is a menace thus far, it's been JJ. Your man's over there. Your man's over there needing urgent medical attention. You think now is the time to take on a superhero? He, you know, Robertson, he's like face down in the rubble. He's got your Yamcha pose on the go as well. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) He's dead. (laughs) He's completely and utterly dead. But uh, Spider-Man actually moves in to to have a look and see if Robertson's okay. And uh, he says, you know, we have to get off the roof. I'm I'm down. He's he's getting back up to his feet, but everyone has to get off the roof. Spider-Man senses that the Vulture is coming back into attack whilst everyone's down. And the comic cuts to another scene. That is a really weird place. Literally just like, we'll be back with these messages. Just as Robertson, JJ and Spider-Man are screaming. Yeah, just like the vulture is coming back. Like we know that the vulture is coming back for that swoop in and it's just like hard cut. It's not even a fresh panel. It's not even a fresh page. Same page. Last panel of the page. It's like, okay, so what it cuts to, this is literally the entire contents of the panel. So the text is, Meanwhile, a sweet little old lady opens the door of a sweet little old house in the suburbs to find, and it's Mary Jane Watson, and she's got a new fucking haircut. Oh, God, why? It looks like my nan's haircut. It honestly looks like my Maureen McEwen's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, everyone's going to be on Facebook now. It's like... My nan don't have Facebook. Good luck. With a hair, haircut like that, you don't have Facebook. No, you don't, you man. Don't. With a haircut like that, you're with a haircut like that, you're off down bingo. <laughs> she looks older than Aunt May. It's a very cool haircut for anyone who's over forty-five. <laughs> Not when you're nineteen. Right, it is the equivalent. It is the, the, the sixty-eight equivalent of the can I speak to the manager haircut. She looks like Harry Osborne's mom. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I swear it to Jericho. But uh, <laughs> Aunt May said she don't recognise her. And I, I would I would joke and say she slammed the door in her face and told us to fuck off, but Aunt May didn't. She just let in someone she didn't recognise in. She said, oh, it's Mary Jane. Of course, it's, it's Mary diff- Jane. It's a different time, mate. It's Only one time. person could, sm- could smell and sound like she's went through the entire tri-state area worth of weed. <laughs> that dank ass could. <laughs> But yeah, she shows up uh, with a new haircut and uh, Aunt May, of course, goes into the old spiel. The Peter Parker trademark move. He hasn't called his aunt in days. Again. And Mary, He's a terrible nephew. Mary Jane says, I'll go off and look for him and uh, he'll give me a chance to show off my new haircut. And I'm thinking, you don't want to show off that hair. <laughs> look, I'm not dissing it. I just think it's a very radical change 
and not for the better. Oh, no. No, not at all. Another hard cut. Fucking hell. This time to important plot information. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll go with that. So if you remember correctly, George Stacy, of course, the former police chief, fan of Spider-Man, uh, big shot in uh, the New York... New York like gentleman scene, I guess, in the gentleman's club. He's he's got a big reputation. He uh, shows up at Empire State University to walk his daughter Gwen Stacy home. Okay, look, the true gent then. True gent. He's uh he's getting back out on the street after his his little ordeal. Well, why? Well, that whole ordeal. Of course, he was under the influence of the kingpin, kingpin's brainwashing. He was going around fucking around doing naughty shit because the kingpin told him to. It looked like Peter Parker and him were having a fight. Peter Parker seemed to hit him, but George Stacy really fell over. Gwen Stacy walked in when it looked like Peter Parker was raising his hand. Gwen assumed that no, Pete, Pete, Pete did hit him. It was it was a knee jerk reaction to uh, to Stacy going in with a cane. Oh yeah, so George Stacy coming to attack him. Peter Parker's turn. Because I know Pete was literally watching his hand clop the man round the chops, and he was just like, "I can't stop my hand!" Like in slow motion as he just beat an old man. It's a uh... It's a, it was a whole thing, but uh, Gwen, oh, it was a whole thing. Gwen Stacy walked up with Peter's fists balled up and her uh, her dear old dad on the floor in a state. Pot it didn't look good. Peter didn't even argue the case. We, we've we've marched over this territory enough times to know that you don't argue that case. <laughs> <laughs> well, George Stacy's feeling a lot better. It's been a few weeks now. He's kind of getting to grips with it. He's getting bits of his memory back. He's able to say now. To Gwen Stacy, that Peter Parker didn't attack me. He's able to make an excuse for Pete, basically. Thank fuck. And uh, Gwen, of course, last issue, she said she'll believe anything. She just wants it to go back to normal with her and Pete. She's just overwhelmed with happiness. Thank God. I mean, she's not, she's not overwhelmed with happiness because her dad is like being well again. It's because her on again, off again. Sort of boyfriend. That's a theme of these comic books. That's yeah. a theme. Is that no one is together, but they are, but they aren't. And everyone is everyone. I see free love, man. It was the 60s. Well, Gwen is very happy, um, but George goes on to say, well, actually, I'm quite worried about Norman Osborn. Right. Because I haven't seen him at the club for ages. So I did want to speak to Pete because Pete knows Harry Osborn. And Harry Osborn, of course, knows Norman Osborn because he's his dad. So if Pete knows the whereabouts of Norman Osborn, it'd help me rest easy. But Gwen doesn't know where Pete is. No one knows where Pete is. No one's seen Pete. Again, another theme of these comics. Her and George walk towards a crowd and uh, they're all looking up at the Vulture fight and they see Betty Brandt and Ned Leeds who are loudly shouting about the fight. (laughs) It's a good job we got someone to narrate it, isn't it? Betty Brandt says to Gwen, Pete, oh, you want Pete? He's on that fucking roof that's falling apart. Oh, God. With uh, Joe Robertson and J. Jonah Jameson, and they're all being attacked by the vulture, which, of course, doesn't do much for Gwen's nervous disposition. <laughs> I was about to say, because obviously a couple of issues ago uh, with the whole George Stacy thing, um, literally just before that, uh, Peter Parker went missing for a couple of weeks. Not days, weeks. He was sleeping rough. He was. He's sleeping his own shit and piss. He didn't know who he was. Forgot everything. Completely and utterly forgot everything. Well, Brad, it's going to jump back to the fight now. Thank God. That was that was an. It was a diversion. 
We didn't we didn't we didn't need the Mary Jane shit. It was a very enforced version. But the vulture comes in for Spider Man and he kicks him square off the roof. It's not it's not looking good for uh for our old pal. Of course, Spider-Man's injuries, it means that it takes everything for Spider-Man to not fall off the roof, so he latches on, and he's got nothing left to give. So what happens is the Vulture comes at Spider-Man. Spider-Man's hanging on the roof. Spider-Man's arm isn't working. So he just goes all or nothing, just jumps onto the Vulture's legs, holds on for dear life, and just takes punch after punch on the forehead. Oh, Damn. Just thinking. He's he's, he's already been drawn with those little spots above his head this whole entire time. So like he's already concussed, and now he's just getting punched through like five straight minutes, one after the other. Christ! And he's hanging on, taking. Well, they're both in the air, and he's just taking punch after punch as they slowly get towards the ground. But he's just taking all the punches. He knows it's over. The vulture knows it's done. Spider Man takes one final punch on the chin. It's one punch too much, and his grip loosens, and he falls to the ground, serenaded, of course, by the vulture's screaming laughs. Oh, God, that's grim, that is. That's genuinely horrific. I would like to say there is a slight bit of comic relief in the shine spot on the vulture's head. Like, they have made his head <laughs> really shiny. <laughs> it's, it's just to make it that little bit more dramatic. Like, you know you, you know when you have those uh, those anime nerds that sort of like flick the glasses back under their head as they're laughing? <laughs> Yes. He's like the glint off his chrome dome, man. But no, he falls through the air. The vulture's screaming and laughing. He's won. He's clearly won, and Spider-Man knows he's won. The last thing Spider-Man can do is just make this little web cushion as he does his trademark move and uh, falls onto his shoulder, but it's still too much and too late. He hits the deck pretty damn hard. That is, that is damn hard. He's, again only inches away from you know damaging his spine for life there's only so many times you can land on a shoulder before you hit your spine i will say that little move there probably saved his life oh yeah definitely it's not enough because it's still gonna really hurt but the vulture comes in spider-man's down and out the vulture's just screaming and laughing the crowd disperses the vulture steps down and has a bit of a look at spider-man spider-man's absolutely down and the vulture can't really believe it he's like Huh? Okay. No, I've actually won. I, I actually have won. No, think, think about it, man. It's three victories, man. Blackie, Spider-Man, Cancer. The man <laughs> is on a roll. He's so angry, he's destroyed everything he hates that he's trying to kill him and get him down. <laughs> God, I feel sorry for whatever TV shows he's angry at because you know 90-year-olds are angry at some TV show. You know, when people are trying to turn their life around and they think, oh, I'm not happy with my weight, I'm not happy with life, they probably rethink their relationships, they start drinking like fucking green juice, going to the gym, uh, searching for a new job, maybe even like go vegan or something, I don't know, freshen it all up, stop drinking like that, I don't know, just change change shit. The vulture, to change his life, just got fucking mad. <laughs> What's that? Um... <laughs> I swear there's like a phrase from some from some corporation somewhere that's like um, don't get mad get even. <laughs> I don't know where that's from, but uh, I, no, I've heard it. It's just like Agent Tomb's complete opposite. It's like don't get even, get mad. <laughs> just get, that's it's an a uh, Aerosmith song. Ah, there it is. There you go. But no, he just got pissed off. It's like don't ha- don't get happy, be pissed, and win. 
but not pissed by being drunk, pissed by being pure, pure angry. Uh, he moves in to check Spider-Man's like vital signs, just leering in. Like, is he like, fucking did he actually down? Do it? Spider-Man jumps up, wraps his body around the vulture. The vulture literally cannot fucking believe it. It's like fuck it. I thought you were no, dead. He's like, not now, because I'm on the floor. I'm I'm on the fucking floor. Oh, he's not in the domain, man. And Spider-Man says, yep, I've got news for you, Baldy. It did break my fall. I'm alive. <laughs> and uh, a bit more than that, mate, he wraps around and gives the Vulture's power pack on his back a bit of a big whack. Is that all it took? You need to get very close. Oh, yeah. I mean, I oh, you need to, to get it... closer than he could possibly get. Mm, especially if he's in the air like we was we, we spoke about a wind cushion before as well yeah so the vulture is quite literally on fire now oh shit and spider-man he's just too exhausted so what he does he kind of lies back on his web cushion as the vulture takes off smoking the vulture's literally smoking and like bouncing around he gets away but not very prettily it's like a pigeon that someone's just shot with an air rifle oh god See, the Vulture's a fucking idiot, man, because literally one more punch, Spider-Man's dead. Yeah, he should have just turned around and just stomped just on Spider-Man's head. One, like, one curb stomp. Like, that's like, stupid. Because he can still fly. Clearly, he can still fly, just not very well. That being said, if you're a very old man who is on fire... My stories are on! Like, he's smoking. And this is 1968, so we don't have TiVo. You can just imagine Doc Ock in a nearby jail cell just smelling him going, hmm... That smells like a fried bird. Hmm. (laughs) I had to force him back. Anyway, it's been too long. Oh god, that was that was excellent. That was fucking perfect. But the uh, the vulture's gone. He's hopped off. Got away. Uh, Spider-Man just, he knows he can just cuss him. Goes, doesn't matter where you go, I'll get you. I'll get you. And then he passes out, right? He passes out in front of the crowd who suddenly, very opportunistically, say, oh, he's unconscious. Let's take his mask off. Pricks. The lot of you. <laughs> Pricks. But look, nah. that's the end. He ends there. <laughs> oh, I'm angry. No. You know what I'm fucking nah, It's like when you see something really horrible that a crowd does in a film. Again, it's like Game of Thrones. You know when they. You know up- what it's like. Nah, nah, fuck that. It's like when you see these motherfuckers taking selfies with dolphins out of the water, man. That. Oh, you know, in a movie when a crowd does something awful, like, and they're all screaming like, "No, no!" The main character's like, "No, no!" and they're still doing it, and it's horrible. Oh, like, like last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Or um, even the second season when they take that priest out and they rip his arms off. Oh, it's gr- oh, no way! Isn't that Vikings? So yeah, it happens a lot. I've seen that happen a lot where a crowd just rips someone's priest, arms off. Her priests just don't get looked after very well in these sort of scenarios, do they? Spider Man has just like helped defuse the situation for the good of the city, and the crowd just went, "Yeah, let's unmask him." Fucking who's the real vultures round here? Huh? Yeah, that's a very good question to end on. <laughs> Who are the real vultures, shall I ask? Is it the vulture or is it the people of New York? 
mate, I'm just after after we close this podcast down, I'm literally just gonna go sit in the chair, face the wall, my arms crossed for like a good ten minutes because I need to calm down. My- Play some Chopin. Get some goddamn goddamn fucking jazz music on. Nah, jazz music's not smooth enough, man. I need like like piano, you know, like lounge. <laughs> but that's the end of that, Brad. Oh, Issue sixty four. Keeping us on the fucking on on the on the on the wire with this one, ain't there? Two 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 episodes in in a row. Or rather, it'll be three now. Where we just gotta wait for the next. They don't the next care about my feelings. Thing. Clearly not. Or Spider Man's. Very disturbing that was. It was just like, why why are you doing this to him? It's so grim. Leave him alone. Fucking Spider Man. Fucking Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, the citizens of goddamn New York, had the damn sense to just erase Peter Parker's face. He's a hero. Yeah, don't touch him. Don't touch him. He's not Jesus Christ. Yes. Don't touch him. These motherfuckers are like, let's bottle his piss and sell it. (laughs) Dirt from the vulture fight on eBay, man. Take his hair, take his teeth, fucking get the mask, cut his cock off, just everything. I'm disgusted. I'm fucking furious. And <laughs> you know, at the start, I was like, oh, of course, I'll move in and mask him. Then you think, why? What do you gain from it? Why? Because the thing is, you're going to unmask him and go, I don't know this kid. Yeah, you, you mask him and you, you ruin his fucking life. Yeah, he's literally just... It's not I, like I, a supervillain unmasking him as well. It's like... <laughs> it reminds me of an episode of Justice League where... Uh, where the, uh, Lex Luthor gets put in Flash's butter and he unmasks himself. He's like, who the fuck's this guy? Brad, that is it. It ends on a horrible note. That is a horrible note to end on. But alas, it is an end. We'll be back next week, though, to finish up and find out what this scam do to Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, you can find us at Spidey Podcast. We'd love to hear off you. You can, of course, leave a review. And, of course, we really need to hear off you if you've got something to bring up, like the credit of the artist, because we literally had no idea, honestly. We just assumed. At all. And, of course, the comment didn't help. It just said, John, it's made by Stanley and John Romita. But, of course, there's such a big team. So what we started to do is kind of get the information, all the information beforehand. Of course, this issue, um, we already spoke about the ice at the start. There wasn't just John Romita involved with that. It was a lot more... So, yeah, that's something we want to do. And because someone flagged it up very kindly in a review, we were able to find out and kind of get to the situation before we carried on. So it was very cool that that happened. So we love hearing off you at Spidey Podcast on Twitter. Um, leave a review if you fancy it. It'd be amazing to hear off you either way. Um, really does make our day. But we'll be back with issue 65. And I think it must be our 76th or so episode of the amazing Spider-Man and, uh, of course, swinging through Spider-Man. So it's been a pleasure. We'll see you again very soon for some more Vulture antics, I think. At the very least, Spider-Man's got to get this shit sorted. See you soon, guys. Goodbye. Peace.